Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right, folks, on this very special edition, we're going to talk to you entrepreneurs about how to build wealth. And why is that important? Because we're going to show you the systems to build wealth without a lot of mental energy so you can invest in your marketing properly. Uh, what tools to invest in, best marketing investments. We're going to talk about creating a system for managing money to manage it in 30 minutes or less with Jackson Milan. Jackson, thank you so much for being on. And we're going to talk about the 20-year wealth mentality, the three pillars of wealth, the story of his father and why it's game-changing, the two lives that they had, the power of Parkinson's law in your wealth, how to create allocation, um, how the three predictable assets that you need to be investing in, and how the vehicles that they love the most to really make you wealthy and happy. Jackson, are you ready? All right. I'm ready, so let's get. And let's get started. Before we get started, this is brought to you by videocastory.com. One of the best investments is your customer stories. We'll talk about that too. Go to videocastory.com to learn to collect, craft, and deliver and how we can help you through the easy button. I want to get started because, you know, this is a marketing show, but I see so many people investing in their marketing the wrong way because they're not investing in their life the right way. And they're focusing so much of their mental energy on their finances that they're not focusing on their business. And that's why I want to bring this all together because I also think that people have been marketed to do finances the wrong way. And I want, I want, I'm going to get all of your knowledge. So we're going to be on this for about nine hours. No. <laughs> um, but let's, uh, before we get started that, I, I just want to hear your story of how you came to the idea of simplifying financial planning for business owners. Yes. And I want to start by saying that Marketing and money are on opposite ends of our spectrum, but they are both closely interlinked. By understanding them both and connecting the dots between the both, we have the ability to connect the activity that you do in your business to the outcomes that you are intrinsically motivated by. And this is where we, we change things for business owners and our system has helped our clients build over $1.5 billion in combined wealth. And this all starts with my parents. Uh, my parents were business owners. My mom was a hairdresser. Uh, my dad was a, a tradesperson. He had a number of different home services businesses, both incredibly good at what they did and worked tirelessly. Uh, as a kid, I saw them work 16 hour days, seven days a week for as long as I could remember. Constantly telling me, Jackson, if you wanna be successful, you need to work hard for it. And work hard they did. But there was only ever enough. We had a roof over our head, we had food on the table, but there was never any abundance. There was definitely no financial freedom. And I realized something was wrong. I realized that my parents were working for money as opposed to money working for them. They were battlers and they survived. So I set out to try and break the mold and create a catalyst for change. So at 19, I'd started training to become a financial advisor and I very quickly became disheartened because I realized that the financial advice industry only wanted to help two people. They wanted to help wealthy people and make them wealthier. And they wanted to sell commission-based products to people like my parents who quite frankly didn't need them. And I hated it. Uh, I nearly quit. But as I was ready to exit the door, I had this epiphany and I said, Jackson, if you were going to do this different, how would you do it? And in that moment, I binned the term financial advisor 
I started calling myself a wealth coach and I built a system to educate my clients about the language of money, to put them into their financial driver's seat and help them manufacture financial freedom in 10 years or less. And by doing so, I've been able to scale a number of multi seven figure businesses for myself. And I've been able to create financial freedom at 33 and help over a thousand clients do the same. Love it. And when you discovered the, the simplification of it and you, and you discovered this, it seems almost too good to be true. But why, why do you feel it seems too good to be true? Yeah, here, here's the fundamental issue here. For the vast majority of people, they don't have a system when it comes to managing their money. Their money is emotional, knee-jerk, reactive, if they ever have a spare moment. And when we boil that down, the default outcome is not action. Action is the outlier. We flip that on its head. Our signature system, we call the Wealth Mastery Machine. It is a system that allows our clients to manage all of their money in 30 minutes a month or less. And let's boil that down. What is a machine? Like much like whether it's a money machine or it's a marketing machine, a machine produces a regular, repeated, consistent result. And in your experience, and how many of your clients or people that you know can describe their money as a machine right now? So when we have this machine, when we have these systems, it ensures the default outcome is action. And it is repeated, regular action without fail that gets us to financial freedom. And this is the cornerstone of what is missing. And we talk about action. Let's, uh, I want to uh, know this, but before we get into that, you know, I, I, I imagine people, you know, you say 30 minutes or less, but I also think that I know people that are thinking about their money all the time and, yes. and you're thinking about where it is and investing and they look at the stock market and, you know, I have discussions about the stock market. I have discussions about cryptocurrency. And I see this with entrepreneurs and I'm like, you're spending this mental energy here when it should be uh, invested in your business, right? Shouldn't it? Correct. I mean, and exactly. So how, tell me about the actions that result in having 30 minutes or less managing your money. So you're talking about actions. Yeah. The problem here is that most people have been taught to be financial transactors. Okay. And that means that they operate in tactics. And it's these tactics of, should I invest in crypto or should I buy this stock or should I flip this property or should I do that? It's these superficial tactics that really aren't needle movers. We actually call it life raft activity. And it burns precious bandwidth that very rarely moves the needle forward. If so, it's very, very small and minute. And for this reason, we get decision-making fatigue, which is the reason why this is subjective knee-jerk after the fact. So the big fundamental problem here is that people don't have a roadmap. We have three pillars to our system that we call the Wealth Mastery Machine. And the first pillar is define. The first thing we need to do before we do anything is to define what financial freedom really means. Because let's face it, right? We all get into business because we want to be financially free. We want to do what we want, when we want, with whom we want, if we even want to do it at all. We want to have the financial means to not have to sacrifice and compromise around our decisions and choices that we want to make. The, the mechanics of that based on your unique situation are different. So we need to have a method to define how much we need. So the first thing we do with our clients is we get them to create a 20-year financial roadmap, which sounds super scary. And what that requires us to do here is we define all of your lifestyle and financial goals over 1, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. The house you want to live in, 
the cars you want to drive, the holidays you want to go on, where, what's the school you want to send the kids to, the experiences and hobbies you want to pursue. We then quantify all of those goals and we reverse engineer them into a tangible action plan. Meaning, I can tell you the amount of money you need to earn, how much surplus you need, how you need to allocate it to presuppose every single one of your goals is achieved. This now becomes a pass-fail lens that you can make every single decision objectively. Game-changing, right? It's Well, it's game-changing, and but it also ties in with, you know, some of the, like Gina Wickman, who's been on the show and, you know, we talk to the best entrepreneurs, they have a 10-year model for their business. And it's amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, he says this and, you know, a bunch of other people say this, we grossly overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And I think those financial models are important because we overestimate what you can do in a year. And it's like, oh, if my money doesn't double in a year, I'm not going to get there, but you can get a lot done in 10 years. Additionally, I want to make one major point here too, is that if you have, is knowing what you want, right? Because I, I think I see so many entrepreneurs that they just say more. And if you say more, not only is it make it harder to plan, but also makes you less happy right now, right? Because it's all, no matter how much you have, it's always more. So, I mean, those, I just think there's so much in that 20 year planning that it's so, so valuable. And I know it is because I see it in the most successful people out there. I just want to stop there because I, I think that's amazing that you help people do that because I haven't done that and I can't wait to do it with you. <laughs> yeah, I've got, some, I've got some resources I'm going to share with you guys. But here's the important point, right? The next biggest mistake is that as entrepreneurs, we mistake the vehicle as the destination. Your business is not the destination. It is a vehicle. It's a wealth creation vehicle. It's like a hammer or a screwdriver, a phenomenal one. It's a tool that gets the job done. Your Income, your wealth are all vehicles. Until we define the destination, we cannot work out the appropriate vehicle, the magnitude of that vehicle, where that vehicle needs to take you. So if you don't define that, it is remiss of you. And it means you're flying completely blind. And the big issue here is that we, because we're so invested in our business, we love our business, we live and breathe our business. It becomes the be all and end all of our existence. What we need to shift our mindset is that we are an investor. We're an investor in our business. Our business is an asset that produces cash flow and capital growth that is designed to allow us to create that freedom and flexibility. So it's about understanding the difference between that vehicle and the destination that is of critical importance. That is absolutely, I mean, that's really, really critical. So now, you know, talking about vehicles, so you get this 20 year plan in, and now, now, like, how are you executing this? Yes. The second pillar is called create. This is where the magic happens. This is where we set the foundations. And this is where we create a lot of bandwidth to get out of the life raft thinking. And the first pillar of that is cash flow control. It was famously said that it is not the money that you make that matters, it's what you keep that counts. Mm -hmm. And in the entrepreneurial space and contrast with traditional financial planning and why traditional financial planning typically doesn't work for entrepreneurs is that the cornerstone of traditional financial planning is based on shrinking yourself wealthy. If I just eat cat food for dinner for the next 40 years and squirrel away every last red cent, I'm going to be able to retire comfortably. I don't want to eat bloody cat food. I want to be able to enjoy a quality of lifestyle. 
I don't want to have to compromise and sacrifice in pursuit of a tomorrow that quite frankly isn't promised. And this was really made real for me that I saw my father do this. He worked 16 hour days for 40 years in pursuit of living his golden years, free and enjoying the fruits of his labor. And he tried very hard. He didn't save a lot, but he screwed all the way the money and he sacrificed and compromised. And at the age of 66, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and he died. And on his deathbed, he said to me, Jackson, every single person in this world has two lives. And your second life starts when you realize that you only have one. Wow. And I realized that as an entrepreneur, you need to live for today and plan for tomorrow. You can have your cake and eat it too. But what that requires is defining and creating enough financial means that allows you to live for today and plan for tomorrow. And the problem here is that most of us don't have cash flow control. Our business and our personal finances are a cash-eating monster. We make the money. We suffer from this cash flow creep that as our income grows, our lifestyle and our business expenses grow proportionately, and we never have anything left to show for it. This comes down to a behavioral principle that we call Parkinson's law. It's powerful. So for those of you who are listening or watching, haven't heard of it, Parkinson's law is a behavioral principle that governs us all as human beings. It basically means that as a human, you will use the resources that you have available. So the more resources we have, the more resources we use. A great example is your assignment at a high school. The teacher gave you eight weeks. When would you get the assignment finished? Yeah, night before. Exactly. If the teacher turned around and said that they, you had four weeks to do the assignment, when would you have it finished? Yep, the four weeks. Exactly. The, so it works with time, but there are only two tradable commodities in this world. There's time and there's money, and they operate on the same rules. So if we limit the means that you have, we limit the means you use. And this is once again, not about eating cat food for dinner, but this is about setting up simple cash flow control systems that flip the formula for wealth creation. Instead of income minus expenses equaling surplus or the money we have left over to plan with, we flip the formula. Income minus surplus equals expenses. Simple, but it's game changing. Mm. Oh, that's, that's big. That's big. I want to come back to the thing you said right when you talk about the pillars is the squirreling away cat food and lifestyle and having this minimal lifestyle. Well, A, you don't get to enjoy your, your business, right? But B, I also think that the entrepreneur mindset, if you're trying to save money constantly as an entrepreneur, your business isn't going to grow. You have to invest no. in your business. You invest your time, your money, your business. And I see this where people are so afraid to invest in their business. I can't spend this. I can't spend this. I can't spend this. That because they're trying to save money for X, Y, Z. And that's why I want to bring you on because it's like, if, when you free this up, you can think about investing in your marketing. You can think about investing in growth tools that will grow this other asset that you actually have control over and will actually do something, which is your business. So I think this is super, super important for people to realize is that trying to save money in your business in general prevents your business from growing. I agree. Yeah. Look, one of my mentors always said to me, your business and you as a human being are like a tree. You're either growing and thriving or you're rotting and dying. Choose one. And that's, that's really important. So this is a really good segue is that what we need to create is what we call an investment operating system. Now, Another failure of the traditional financial services industry is that the vast majority of financial advisors do not understand business. They mm. ignore business as an asset class. If you go to them as an entrepreneur, they're going to say, cool, 
once you earn your profit and you've paid it to yourself, we'll then plan with it. That's a huge oversight because your business is the best wealth creation vehicle that you will ever have. It has to be considered as part of your overall investment operating system. However, what you need to learn is how to assess opportunity cost evaluation. We can't just invest money into your business in inverted commas as an excuse for money mismanagement and to cover cash flow shortfalls. Because if your business is a cash eating monster and you're saying that you're reinvesting back into your business and you can't measure a tangible ROI, then it's a waste of money. So what we help our clients understand is the opportunity cost of where they actually invest. If I take money out and I pay down my debt, what is the rate of return associated with that investment? If I put it into the stock market, what is my expected rate of return? If I go and invest it into my marketing, if I go and acquire another business, if I hire a team member, what is my expected return on investment? And what we then do is we create an allocation system that ensures that when we make the money, we know exactly where it is going to go. It has already predetermined the allocation. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I, you know, it's funny because I, I do this all the time with marketing. I'm like, do you, and we do this. I'm like, well, if you think you make customer story videos, which we do for people and use them for four years, what time, you know, do you think you'll make this, this, this? And generally it's a 10 X return over five, six years, but people want that right away. And I'm like, well, what if you only get a two X return? They're like, oh, I don't want to do it. But I'm like, if I told you Apple in the next five years was going to double, you would dump all of your money into it. So it, it's, it's amazing that people don't think of their businesses as wealth creation vehicles, but then you look at the wealthiest people of all time, almost all of them were invested in business, weren't they? Exactly. And here's a really important thing. Like you look at any rich list in the world, everyone who is there is either there because of their own business pursuits or the business pursuits of somebody that they have inherited that wealth from. Mm -hmm. So if we think about your business as being an asset, and let's use case studies as an example, because it's something that we've leveraged very aggressively in our business in order to build equity, is that if you're trying to manufacture value in your business to create a saleable asset, the best way to do that is through the illustration of the quality of your customer experience. That is value. Because if somebody is going to go and buy a business that has no online reviews, no social proof, no testimonials, no case studies, compared to a business that has, say, 10 or 50 or 100 of those resources, like I know which business I'd buy. So this is actually building value into your enterprise. It's this kind of stuff that by putting on the, the, the cap of saying, hey, I'm a professional investor. I'm going to position my business to maximize its value from both cash flow and future sale. What are the things that I could be investing in that reduces my key person risk and maximizes that saleable value? Exactly. Exactly. That's why I brought you on. So this is amazing. And, and you go ahead and now we're into this plan and you're, you're figuring out how to invest in your wealth creation and you're spending 30 minutes what other assets are you looking at besides your business or is it mainly your business and then that's it we keep it really simple there's three things there are only three predictable ways to build wealth in this world that have been worked that have worked for hundreds of years business that is about building value into your business to turn it into a saleable asset because i believe your business should always be ready for sale 
the scary statistic here is that less than 6% of businesses worldwide are sold for a profit if they're ever sold at all. Scary. Wow. So always position your business for sale. And I know that you might say, hey, I want to work forever. I never want to retire. I love my business, but you don't want to sell your business until one day you get out of bed and you do. So the second thing that you can do there is you acquire other businesses. If you've got a, a proven value proposition, there are ways that you can go and acquire other businesses. And we do this. We now own nine businesses and we do, we, we're in the process of acquiring three more at the moment that we can magnify our wealth substantially through the efforts of people in, the, of their, in their own businesses. And by accessing those businesses, we can then renovate them, improve them and optimize them over time. Second strategy, property. The second asset class that is most highly held and tightly held by the wealthiest individuals in the world is real estate. These people don't own crappy real estate in Kikatina Long. They own good quality blue chip real estate in desirable areas with quality tenants that do not give them headaches. I don't want a thousand single family properties in low socioeconomic areas. I want good quality property in affluent areas where people like me and you live who are not going to give us headaches. I don't want to deal with people punching holes in walls and building meth labs in my properties. Um, I want to set and forget. And the third thing is shares. Now, I don't stock pick. I don't know if Tesla is going to do well or Facebook or Google. I invest in the index. I accumulate diversified index funds. I bet on markets because I know that the average of the market will do well over time. What's interesting here is that there's a report that's done every year called the SPIVA report, S-P-I-V-A, and it benchmarks professional active investors and their ability to outperform the index over time. Now, Ian, if you had to have a guess, what percentage of active fund managers do you think outperform the index over, say, a 10-year period of time on a scale of zero to 100%? 12%. It's about right. So about 12 to 15% of the professional investors outperform the market after fees and taxes. So yeah, it's, it's once again, why are we investing? Even if professionals can't get it right, then what chance have you got as a, as a punter who doesn't know, you're not a professional investor. Invest in the index and get the average of whatever the market does. That's still going to get you 8 to 10% a year. Yeah, I mean, the reason I knew that stat is because I have a financial background. I work for a hedge fund. I, you know, I, I, I start, I started like you almost exactly because I was, I got into financial advising right out of college, and I was like, this is horrible. I don't like what they're just trying to push products, and and, and like they didn't know anything about the markets, and it was a big company, and I, I'm like, I can't do this, but I realize it's it's a ton of work, and even the best, like there are certain trade methodologies, but if you look at it. Guys like George Soros have had huge years, but they don't talk about their down years. And correct. And these guys have more information than you can ever dream of. They're not watching CNBC. Yes. They're they're getting information and and technical analysis that you can't. So, and just the idea of getting into an index and set it and forget it is, is just smart. And the, all these index funds are out here, and it's not going to cost you three percent a year to be in them. I I, I think that's genius. It's a way to go. Let's think about it this way. Let's say on average, by set and forget, I get 8% a year. 
and that creates additional bandwidth that I can focus on growing and scaling my business. And my biggest strategy is is, is really growing through referrals and strategic partnerships um, and through acquisition. And those are what gives me over 100% year-on-year return in my business. Uh, on average, we get about 150 to 200% cash-on-cash return in our business as a result of implementing that active strategy that we know intimately. And the rest of my wealth is passive. It's like an employee that works for me 24-7, 365 with no sick days, no annual leave. It is automated. And it produces me a substantial return that just compounds in the back background without me having to do anything. It's, and I can't stress this enough, how much not doing this affects your psyche as a business owner. Because I know it affects yes. mine. And I've seen, you know, we saw this big boom and everyone I knew was a, a, a Bitcoin expert. And then, you know, and they're, they're all like so much focus on Bitcoin and I want to throw up. And that's why another reason I have you on here. And then now that everyone's quiet and I'm like, yes, if, if you'd have spent that money and time, yes, some people may got very wealthy. Correct. A lot of people lost it all. If you yes. spent that money and time, like you said, sales, partnerships, marketing, getting to know that that hour a day and the hour at night getting better, you would have a much bigger business. And I, I'm Correct. talking to you, whoever you are listening, because I know you're not doing that and you spent time on Bitcoin. <laughs> exactly. And look, it just, it's about looking at the numbers here, the magnitude of impact, right? Like, let's say you've got a $100,000 portfolio and let's say the market average does 10% and you manage to do 20. It's only $10,000 of outperformance. Like how long does it take you to make $10,000 in your business? Like I'm sure you could go and make one or two phone calls right now. And if you've got your skills honed in and you, you're doing the right things, that you should be able to make that $10,000 quick by the end of the week yep. and do that repeatedly and compound that over a year. This is once again about that opportunity cost evaluation of understanding where your time is best invested. And this is coming down to that bandwidth. Our whole framework, our whole system, our whole methodology is built off a lesson that I learned from Barack Obama. That Barack Obama in his presidency, he only wore Navy suits and white shirts. And he did that because he realized that he only had a certain amount of capacity for strategic decision-making. And the last thing he wanted to do is to burn that on trying to decide of what he was going to wear. Mm. And because it's, it's, life, it's life raft decision-making. Where we need to focus is commoditize, systemize, and automate life raft thinking and focus on the yacht thinking. Because it's the yacht thinking that is the needle moving stuff that makes the biggest difference. And that's where I want to focus my time. I agree. You know, and and not only is it your time better invested, but you could sit here and try and analyze. Like I, I know technical analysis. I, I mean, half the books here are on technical analysis. I know how to read a company's fundamentals. I know how to read into it. No matter how much I look at that, I still don't know the truth behind that company. Yes. And and I can invest all my time and effort, or I can invest all my time and effort instead of trying to discover it, making it happen. And I think it's just, that's why I'm like here. I, I'm so happy you're saying this. And I was so excited to meet you. And I'm so excited to share this because not only is this going to grow people's wealth, but it will grow their business. It will exactly. grow their business. It's, uh, it's crazy. And I feel exactly the same, mate. Like, let me give you an example of this. Um, yesterday, I settled on a business that I acquired and it produces a 33% cash return per annum net. So it's just, it's, but that's because what we know. 
Uh, we, we, we do the due diligence, we know the process, we've got the methodology, what other passive investment is going to produce me that kind of return? Does that stop me from going and continuing to build wealth personally? No. But I have an automated strategy that works for me and my active strategy is my bread and butter. It's an inch wide, but it's a mile deep. Love it. I love it. And yeah, and like you said, 30 like looking at businesses, a 30% return, that's that's a 30% profit on the business, not a 30% return on your investment in the business, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We we use financing. So our our real cash return, considering that is substantially higher. Um, so that that's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, you could go get margin on stocks. When you, like I say, when you invest in marketing, when you invest in that type of business, you, yes, you have a downside, but your downside is usually break even. Very yes. rarely is it going to be, oh my God, Apple just, we found out that everyone's doing something really bad at Apple and we're going out, of, they're going out of business, which yeah. could happen tomorrow. Well, interesting one. Apple just come out with their pay, buy now, pay later system. And there was another listed company yesterday that fell by 85% because of the fact that Apple is now going to cannibalize their market share because Apple can self-fund given they've got, what, a trillion dollars sitting on their balance sheet. And yeah. this other company uses financing in order to fund their lending. So it's things like this that if you're playing tactically, you're going to get hit for a six. Play to win. Play to the things that you can control and outsource and automate and systemize everything else. I, I love this. I love it. And and I really appreciate you being here because I think this is important. I mean, super, super important for entrepreneurs because it's going to help your marketing. It's going to help. Like you said, you're going to have a better look at your marketing, a better view of investing in your business, and you're going to be happier. And that's what marketing is supposed to do. And also, I, I think, you know, one of the things I want to do here is also counteract the bad marketing because I think there's a lot of investment bad marketing out there that makes people think that they that they need to do all these crazy things to, to have a happy life. And like, yes. you, know, the, you know, the story of your dad is a perfect one. I really appreciate you, you sharing all this. Um, yeah, it's so important. There's a right way to do things and you've got to surround yourself with the right people. You've got to learn the right systems and implement them in a way that works for you. And this is why you can't abdicate responsibility when it comes to your marketing or your money, because there is not going to be anybody out there that loves your marketing and your money as much as you do. You need to learn the language of marketing and money. You need to be in the driver's seat in marketing and money. And that is how you're going to be able to navigate yourself with confidence to where you're trying to go in life and business. And it's through abdicating responsibilities, hiring another agency or hiring another financial advisor or fiduciary um, that it, it's, it's sure it may work, but it's a leap of faith. Uh, you need to take responsibility for this stuff if you really want to get the results. And um, and I know that's what you and I both do best, mate. And uh, we're uh, <laughs> we're helping these people take control of this stuff. And it's not as difficult as people think. No, no, it isn't. But it's work. Like you said, it's work. But it's it's simplifying the work, simplifying the ideas, knowing what really works. It's knowing the fundamentals. It's simple but not easy. I mean, yes. it it it's it takes work and takes discipline. So this is super excited, exciting. Uh, tell me about working with you. You, you, you have some, a few trainings that people can go do and a few things like that. Yes. So we work with clients the world around. Uh, the great thing about money is that the language of money is universal. So we've got clients as far as Bahrain that come far and wide to work with us. And what we do is a done with you. Uh, we teach you how to do this for yourself. 
We teach you a system uh, that allows you to implement uh, all of these aspects to have confidence and peace of mind around your ability to create financial freedom using your business and getting a handle on your personal wealth. Um, so a couple of resources I've got for you guys. So firstly, is a 40-point financial performance scorecard. We've identified the top 40 things that get in the way of you and financial freedom. And the scary thing is the average score is 18 out of 40. Now, the great thing about it is that by doing this scorecard, which should only take you about five minutes, you should be able to work out about five or 10 things that you can turn from a no into a yes over the next 90 days. Uh, I've also got copies of my best-selling books, uh, some calculators, uh, score, scorecards, toolkits. Um, so it'll just help you implement some of the stuff that we're talking about today and get some runs on the board. So if you go to wealthhealthcheck.com.au, and that's wealthhealthcheck.com.au. Uh, you get all those resources. Uh, feel free to join our free Facebook group as well. And if you want to reach out, all of the details are on there. We can have a chat about uh, how we might better help you level things up and uh, get on track for financial freedom faster. Wow, that's great. That's great. We'll put a link to all that in the show notes. If you see this on YouTube, the link's down below. Jackson, where's the best place to follow you? Where are you spending your time promoting, talking to people? Yeah, Facebook primarily. So look me on Facebook, add me as a friend. Uh, I produce content every day. We've uh, we've actually set up an animal sanctuary here in far north Queensland. And uh, I try and uh, mix in the, the business and the money stuff uh, with what we're doing here in the antics on the farm. Uh, so uh, try and keep it entertaining. So feel free to connect with me uh, and uh, don't be a stranger. We've got a whole heap of stuff that we can share and uh, hopefully add value to your kit bag uh, so you can push that financial needle forward. I love it. I love it. Well, Jackson, thanks so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. My absolute pleasure, mate. And thank you for taking Jackson and I our journey. This has been Iron Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.